Have you ever felt so exhausted and drained that you're left questioning if you're burning out? Hi, I'm Flick Taylor, and my passion for burnout and self-care came about when I became a mental health writer who'd lost her mental health to extreme burnout. I know, the irony is not lost on me. Join me as I host Everyday Burnout Conversations, the honest podcast that shares the stories of others from all walks of life as they recover from, manage and avoid burnout by prioritising their mental health and well-being. Expect to hear fascinating conversations, plus positive and actionable tips and tricks that can help you make the simple life changes your mental health will thank you for. Episodes will be delightfully wrapped up in some epic truths and great humour. So, enjoy! In today's episode, I chat to Sarah Tobin about the benefits of emotional freedom technique or tapping, as it's also known, and how we can use it to overcome burnout and trauma. If you haven't heard of tapping before, you're in for a treat. You're going to find this episode absolutely fascinating, as it's often known as acupuncture without the needles. Studies have shown EFT is extremely effective in releasing past trauma and managing day-to-day emotions that arise, as it can really help alleviate symptoms of depression, anxiety, postnatal depression, PTSD, physical pain and much more. Sarah shares how she discovered tapping when she was suffering severe PTSD following the loss of her first baby, Alice. Sarah's been tapping for six years now and now trained in EFT, Sarah works with women to release birth trauma, ancestral trauma, limiting beliefs and deep emotional blocks. Sarah hosts the podcast Tapping Into with Sarah Tobin, which explores spiritual, natural and alternative practices. Sarah also runs Tapping Into Motherhood, a membership and community with resources to help mums or mums-to-be on their journey. Now, this was, oh, it was a fabulous chat. We go deep. Oh, my goodness. We really do go deep in this episode and delve into the ins and outs of tapping as we discuss how we can use it to overcome burnout and trauma. So, without further ado, let's crack on as I welcome Sarah Tobin. Oh, Sarah, it is an absolute treat to be able to talk to you today. Um, it's really interesting. I'm, this is where I, I really want to chat because I found your work maybe a month or two ago and your Instagram is incredible. Like you're great. It's so, oh, it's just this wealth of information, but it's just so lovely to discover and, you know, go through. And it was a tapping um, video that I saw first off for anxiety. And it was the perfect time because it was the day, you know, when you have those really tight chests and you're like, <laughs> and I was lying in bed going, oh, it's here again. Like, <laughs> and, video, and I just started to do it. And I was like, hang on a minute hang on and it really helped um and so you know I followed the thread and I was looking into your work and you have an incredible story behind EFT and so for those who haven't yet discovered your incredible work and they're going to be (laughs) listening to this um Sarah could you start us off by telling us a little bit about your story and how that led to you developing EFT. Sure. Yeah. Well, firstly, thank you for having me and for the incredible, (laughs) incredibly vibrant introduction. Thank you. Um, 
I'm really pleased that you found that. Obviously, good timing, divine timing as always. Yeah. And that also you felt something shift. And that is what I love the most, is just empowering people to to let go and to feel it and to feel what that is like. Because I think we hold so tightly to everything. Um, so having having people feel it for themselves like I first felt it when I needed it is is just my that's my goal that that's really uh, lovely for me thank you um so like most uh people finding tools that help them they, they often find them when they're on their absolute knees um mm-hmm. and that was certainly where you know I was at nearly seven years ago would you believe so seven years in November we had our baby girl Alice um due to complications that weren't identified during the labor itself um she was starved of oxygen and we didn't know I didn't know that um so eventually emergency bells went you know emergency episiotomy and she came out arrived but was unable to breathe um so they took her away very quickly luckily we were in a hospital that had an amazing uh, NICU so neonatal ICU and she was only upstairs so you know some people have had this happen and their child has to be taken to another hospital and everything so very grateful that we were in that kind of environment and yeah I suppose the next five days were trauma beyond trauma and physical mental emotional spiritual the works you know and um we decided to take off life support I mean in a way it was lucky that she was so bad the doctor said we have an opportunity to do the right thing he said that on day three or something um so we did the right thing and, and it was it was good because it was easy for us because there was no hope if there would be some level of hope we wouldn't have gone down that route if that mm. makes sense so it was almost like it was always going to be it was always inevitable that her journey was only going to be those five days and um so you know we went we experienced all of that we had family and friends around us and then we we took off to Thailand for a few weeks it was literally get me out of here get me on an, a sunbed and um let me process this because it was just so shocking I mean neither of us have come from severe trauma and um it was it was a shock to the system that's for sure so fast forward six months look very fortunate very fortunate to be pregnant again one thing we decided straight away was that it wasn't going to let it wasn't going to stop us from being a family you know what had happened um and I was suffering from severe PTSD and it was undiagnosed. I was getting flashbacks in the office. Like I went back to work after three months. Like I was just, I needed, you know, when you just are bored at home and it was all consuming and I just needed to kind of get on with it and find some kind of level of normality, no matter, even though that's not, not normal. It was the new normal. We we talked about the new normal. Um, so I went back probably a little bit earlier maybe than I should have and I had didn't receive like um any psychiatric help for example but I did see a counsellor that the my company had provided for me but again that was oh not brilliant you know really just not not for me really this particular lady this everything just I mean it served served a purpose for the kind of return to work part in terms of you know practical things maybe that I wanted to 
have in place and everything but other than that really didn't scratch the surface on the trauma element so um it turns out my sister had had a car crash uh in i suppose a year maybe prior to this conversation and she had seen somebody for some eft emotional freedom technique because she was getting flashbacks from her car crash and you know six months three months into pregnancy six months after the loss I was already looking ahead towards the birth of my son and thinking like, how am I going to do it? You know, but it was just inconceivable in a way. So that's when I decided I really needed help. And I went privately. I just, you know, I I do everything privately, really. I do like, luckily, I, you know, I do everything really alternatively, to be fair. So I kind of was like seeking that other path, you know, it never actually occurred to me to go to the GP like to say what was happening yeah yeah so it was like I just because of the way I've been brought up it was always like will you go see a, a homeopath or you go see a kinesiologist or you know so it was kind of just natural to me that I would go see somebody who specialized I suppose in in something to help um and yeah so I I talked to this girl first it was a an amazing lady in Brighton called Kate Marilat um she had done the EFT training. She'd also trained in matrix re-imprinting and birth matrix re-imprinting, which I have now all trained in too. So she had done everything, you know, that she needed to support me. And I, you know, that first session was painful insofar as I cried the whole thing, you know, like literally the hour and a half. I cried. Yeah. But it the cry was a different kind of cry. It was like a, oh my God, this is a, a letting go cry rather than a I don't know how to describe it just a much deeper like an a inside cry like I don't I can't describe it properly um whereas all the cries I'd had before that just seemed to like scratch the surface <laughs> yeah. um and I walked out of there and I rang my husband and I got in the car and I was like that was unbelievable like I couldn't it, the before and after was was night and day um and I got home and I was like, that that's amazing. And I'm sure he thought I was bonkers because after kind of what I told him we'd done and everything. Um but uh yeah, so kind of that really got me on that th- this path. I mean, that's hundred percent um me experiencing EFT or tapping in a bid to heal deep trauma. Um and then subsequently go on to do a whole lot of other things for me. Um has put me where I am now because I was like mm-hmm. why is this not being shouted from the rooftops like seriously why is no one talking about this because at the time it was we're talking six years ago right as well yes um yeah and um I was scrolling my Instagram and people were saying how they were overwhelmed or how they were in motherhood you know how they yeah. were overwhelmed or anxious and um exhausted and and I was going at home shouting at my phone going I know something that can help. Like I've got, I know a tool that can help. And then I started to Google um, tap, uh, tapping for mums. I Googled tapping for mums and nothing came up. And I Googled the YouTube videos and I was like, mm, this is interesting. There's no one doing tapping videos for mums. It was tapping videos for other things. There's Brad Yates, there's Dawson Church, there's um, the tapping solution guys, Nick Ortner, Jessica Ortner in America. But none of them felt like they spoke to me mm-hmm. at that moment in time. Um, like they weren't my age, my gender, my, you know, they weren't moms. And it was just like, oh, okay, interesting. And then I, I was using it for myself. I was just, 
I was following along. I bought books. I was using it myself and I realised, God, yeah, this is actually, this is very powerful stuff. Um, not just for big trauma, but for just everyday emotions, everyday overwhelm. And eventually then I um, got pregnant again with uh, another baby, a second son. And I, at that point, something clicked in me and I was like, I'm going to train in EFT. I'm going to do tapping for mums and I'm going to use my birth with Josh as a as a guinea pig. Okay. I'm, I'm going to guinea pig this birth. And because for Casper, I had a planned C-section. Yeah. I and that was like my, I was all I could do at that moment. But th- three years on from that time, two and a half years on from that time, I was like, no, I have changed. I have healed a lot and I have moved on. And I think I could do a, a VBAC, vaginal birth after cesarean. Yeah. A natural birth. And, um, because that's what I kind of had, that's what I'd had with Alice to start with. But then, you know, obviously the, everything else takes over. But like, that's what I'd always wanted. And I had experienced that. So came back around. I went back to Kate, did more healing therapy with her, worked on releasing the disappointment of the birth itself. You know, um, previous work I did with her was on the loss of Alice and the, the trauma of the experience that we'd had. Yeah. But it was all post-birth stuff. So we actually did the you know I was let down by the the staff um so we did a lot of that I suppose mistrust and releasing a lot of that kind of thing in order to build me up to the to the Josh's birth and yeah so we did a techniques that she she uses and now I use with people um which is visualizing the birth that you do want and and playing that almost like a movie to your baby you know communicating with your baby taking them through this movie like you're both watching it together like this is what we're this is what's going to happen um you know we're going to work together and and it was it was exactly as I had planned down to you know little details which obviously were my choice but I I brought those in I brought the music in that I'd visualized I brought my crystals in I brought my oils in I had affirmations and I tapped I tapped a lot particularly in the final stages and while pushing I tapped on the collarbone points which are related to anxiety and the kidney and the production of your cortisol and adrenaline and stuff so that that um just felt I felt very empowered very strong and afterwards I felt like superwoman so yeah that was that was my proof that it could be done that um you could experience absolutely horrific birth trauma baby loss etc and still go on to have a very rewarding empowering natural birth or the birth that you want amazing what really stood out for me there where you were talking about that in that first session where you it was a cry that was different from the surface it's almost like it's a cry from the wound as opposed to the scab and I think in healing and this is kind of my journey at the moment it's that they're two very different things aren't they Sarah yeah yeah what I love about your work is that you know just the fact that EFT is the acupuncture pressure points but without the needles and so I can remember doing one of your first videos and you start off going I am safe and literally when I did that my whole body just tingled wow I thought oh my gosh like how many of us are well I think a lot of us are just going about our day just merely trying to survive 
as opposed to thrive, aren't we? And I think yeah. if we can just that literal moment of saying I'm safe, it's huge. It's huge. It's absolutely. I think a lot of us are suffering from trauma that we don't understand or have ever acknowledged. And because trauma is, it's not just the big, you know, cataclysmic events in your life. It is sometimes the small T's, the small traumas, we talk about big T's and small T's, the small traumas over and over repeatedly can be much more damaging. And also we have ancestral trauma, which we can maybe come back to later. So we kind of, um, we have, you know, layer upon layer of events in our life that are causing us to believe something. And everything in my work is coming back to our beliefs and everything that I'm doing is just revealing itself to me that the belief about who we are what what we can do what what the world the position the position of the world and the people that are around us our belief about everything in life creates our life it shapes our life it informs our resilience it informs how we react to trauma you and I could have the exact same thing happen we could be in the same car crash and we both react very differently based on our belief system and because if I believe the world's not a safe place I'm going to freak out in a car crash I'm going to presume the worst I'm going to think I'm dead but if you don't have that belief, you're going to be like, oh God, that was just a little scratch. We're so lucky, aren't we? That's great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there'll be the the catastrophizing versus the optimism almost because oh. of how we interpret the world around us. Our belief system is a safety system. It's a safety strategy to help us keep physically safe and it's interesting that you felt that around feeling physically safe because all we want in life is to feel physically safe at the core right from from birth right as a baby all you need is the the comfort of safety right so to, so that you feel someone's looking after you and you're going to going to survive it's survival and the other thing we want is to belong Yes. To feel loved. So we've got the physical aspect of our feeling safe and the emotional aspect of belonging and being wanted and being loved. And when those two things are threatened at any age, yeah, that's yeah. when we go into fight, flight, freeze. So our threat of physical safety, this last ye- two years, every day, our threats, the threat of our physical safety, our health, those around us, the world around us, the whole world, for the first time ever, we are all on the same boat with the, that intensity of this threat, this threat to our safety. That is causing huge levels of stress. Now, for those who are running the narrative, I'm not safe, the world's not a safe place, then that is going to be a much more visceral, traumatic experience for you having over the past two years. Because yeah. you're interpreting it from the lens, this, in, I call it like the Instagram filter of your your belief system. So the world around you, this, this COVID experience, 
you're interpreting it through your belief system of I'm not safe or the world's not safe, that's going to heighten your stress response and your fight, flight, freeze. Whereas someone who doesn't have that naturally wired within them, that, that you know, I'm not safe, um, won't feel that fear as intensely. They'll still feel it because everyone's feeling this fear. I think it's very hard to avoid and people are working very hard with all the tools, tapping, meditation, breath work, sea swimming, all these things that are taking off now, yeah. people are using to to ground, to bring their attention in, to to let go of fear, to let go of anxiety and, and to start to try and feel safe in a potentially unsafe environment. Oh my gosh, so that's so powerful. I'm just thinking because I'm sure a lot of us in our lives have people, if this doesn't resonate with you, I bet you have observed loved ones, co-workers, friends who react differently to situations to you and it's having that compassion for them. Yeah, totally. That would be very difficult to deal with. Um, And certainly the pandemic has just been, it's just turned everything upside down. My goodness, see those listening are like oh do you know what i think there's some comfort in it because you're not mad you're not your your subconscious is hardwired to keep you safe yes it's the reptilian part of your brain it's the ancient part of our human species that is keeping us safe on a daily basis minute by minute some people will be growing up in very traumatic circumstances like look at all the all the afghan situations killing me at the moment because the trauma because when you're when you understand what trauma does and you'll just you just know the impact this is having especially on the younger people trying to get out of the country the people that have had to stay in the country um you just I just know the damage that that's doing. And every time we have an experience, so this is how beliefs are created. Every time we have an experience, we will create a belief or make a decision about that thing or about yourself or about the world or about the person involved, okay? So for example, you could be in a car crash at the age of two and you're too young to understand that that knock... um, was because of another person on the road or um or the bigger picture that you know everyone's safe everything's okay um and at two you're not really you've also not got the ability to match an emotion to an event so to to create a picture memory right so you've only got an emotional memory for that event and say the two-year-old was scared so now there's this fear in the body that doesn't have an um a memory to attach to. So I call it the trauma time capsule. So if I was 15 in a car crash, I'd be able to, in my 30s, 20s or 40s, 50s, recall the event with a picture memory and I can tune into how I felt at the time, right? So I'm opening my trauma capsule and I'm feeling what I felt at the time. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so a two-year-old then that doesn't have the ability, so up to three, there's actually no ability to match an emotion with 
a, a visual picture memory. Yeah. So this emotion's just floating around. There's no, there's they don't understand why they have it. So this this child could grow up feeling extremely anxious and never have any idea that it was caused from the stress of that um, crash, for example. Mm-hmm. And also, when we have these events, your subconscious will kick in with a new belief. Oh, the world's not a safe place. Okay. Or mom's not a good driver. So don't feel comfortable or safe in the car with her. So you might, the two-year-old uh, might become hyper vigilant about safety so might become more attached to mom or dad uh maybe want to like you know crossing the road become like you know very physically attached to mom and dad anytime there's like a threat of safety they're going to be on hyper alert and vigilant for that basically they're trauma aware they're scanning the environment looking for more trauma so when you grow up with events like that or series of events like that of of emotional neglect emotional abuse um from either parent or caregiver sibling whatever it is um it just compounds and compounds and compounds and all that you're you're all you're doing is holding all that energy in your energy fields and that's why as adults we get to a place where new situations new experiences come to us say we have a work um deadline and we're feeling overwhelmed but we're also holding all this overwhelm and anxiety that we've had and built up within our body system all of our childhood then you're just re-triggering yourself over and over and it weighs heavy like anyone Very. who's this and, it, and, and can relate my goodness you feel it in your body and it is yes heavy, isn't it so it's yeah. it just forces you it's as you say it's that energy and it's really really uncomfortable and and discombobulating in a way like you're kind of like of course happening and it, and so just that trigger and then the you you're processing it in your head like what's happening why is my body reacting this way yeah yeah Ooh. My goodness. See, see, everything comes back to your beliefs. Everything comes back. So burnout, the topic of burnout. Yes. You know, the overwhelm, the stress, the pressure of day-to-day things at a certain point in your life can just become too much because you haven't let go of things that have ex- that you have experienced prior to that. And your belief system is hardwired to be maybe more self-deprecating or negative um or depressive or um yeah just not positive it's very rare you speak to someone who's experienced burnout and they haven't had that like negative internal narrative Mm -hmm. and it's very rare you speak to someone who's experienced burnout who has had good boundaries <laughs> usually it's kind of they're tough on themselves and they do everything for everyone else mm. they cannot say no they can't prioritize themselves and i think what's really interesting for me so and i think what's so key about your work is that with burnout yes there's that initial recovery stage and i've experienced that but you after you've recovered and you've rested and physically your body has started to kind of you know relax there's there's more to unpack then 
personally, I feel that's the deep work. And but it's work you can't do on necessarily on your own. No. And I loved right. what you're doing and how you're helping people in your membership. Um, because first of all, you don't want to be alone. So to be in a community or to have someone who's like, I see you. Don't worry, yeah. I see you. That's huge, isn't it? Yeah. It's huge. But everything you talked about, it makes complete sense for burnout. Yeah, yeah, totally. And burnout is just a symptom of the underlying cause. And the underlying cause, sometimes we can't identify that, you know, because when I did my birth trauma training, for example, the lady who created it, created it because she was attracting a lot of people who had had traumatic births themselves. So when they came into the world, they experienced a traumatic start. And she was seeing that come out in women in their thir- and men in their 30s, their 40s, coming out as anxiety, overwhelm, burnout, stress. And she was able to root it back. She mapped it back to their own birth. Wow. So we are, we are conscious beings in the womb. So our in utero experience is important. Mm-hmm. And we maybe haven't given enough, maybe there hasn't been enough evidence yet, but it's all, I mean, it's all there now. But we just haven't given enough awareness to the in utero experience and the birth experience on the baby not just the mom right and you know going back 30 40 50 years now um there wasn't skin to skin there was nurseries that babies were taken to in the hospitals for the overnight you know to give the mum some rest which is all done in good faith and with with mm-hmm. kindness and love at heart um there were there were stories that i heard in my training of um american hospitals where they would push babies' heads back in to wait until the consultant came into the room because of the way the system was, the, the, the way the money was charged, the way it was operated. They would, um, they had charts on the wall that would be, have all the lists of all the drugs. And I was like, has Mrs. So-and-so had her pethidine shot? Has, has she had her this shot, her that shot? And if they didn't give it, they hadn't given it, then they wouldn't get the kickback fees for the drug companies. Mm-hmm. So it was like, the way the way systems were run it was like oh you know it's just it was all topsy-turvy it was led by the drug companies or led by the 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 insurance companies stuff rather than led by what was best for baby what was best for mom etc and you know things i hope i hope things have changed in that respect in many countries um certainly i know they have here in the uk and in ireland and stuff but um that, so it's 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 not inconceivable to think that an average 30, 40, 50 year old man or woman wouldn't have suffered from some form of trauma. And when I'm talking about trauma, I'm talking separation from mum. That is one of the biggest traumas that you can have. So that little stint of overnight away from mum, not being close to or knowing that mum is present can be very, very, very traumatic. Other t- other times babies have had to, had long stays in ICU. Again, mm. they're very traumatic. And this is where the nervous system um gets damaged when as early as that, right after birth a separation or a trauma takes place the baby can't understand where mum's gone 
and doesn't and then this is where the I'm not safe kicks in and then the stress response kicks in and so they're flooded with the cortisol they're flooded with adrenaline and they don't know how to solve they don't know how to regulate unless mum's there and her heartbeat to help her so mm. you can see if you've had a traumatic birth and you've your body's been flooded with cortisol and adrenaline you're you're gonna have a predisposition to stress I think because you're you've come in f- with stress and then later in life stressful times happen you can't cope with it and it's not because you can't physically cope it's because your body has had so much stress in its life that it doesn't know what to do it's almost just too much yeah my goodness me wow I mean this is profound stuff (laughs) isn't it yeah it's deep (laughs) it really is I mean I think you know we're seeing some of these old structures crumble thank goodness Mm. and I do I mean as as difficult as the pandemic has been I hope like society we can kind of come out with a little you know a little bit better a little bit further um but it's so important to be aware of you know work like that you're doing because I think I'm just thinking like someone listening to this maybe kind of going oh it's not just I need to work less hours a week there's something else underneath it and and as you say a lot of us either we've spent years pushing that down or you just don't know what it is so you don't even know where to start yeah exactly you can't cognitively grasp it because it happens so early in your lifetime experience and another thing I wanted to say is that you would think logically that over time and as you get hindsight and as you learn about your you know early life and stuff and I'm talking you know your late teens 20s 30s 40s that your your attachment to a belief that you made early doors would lessen wouldn't you you think that because this safety strategy that I needed when I was a baby that I'm unlovable or I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy the fawning you referenced it earlier people um, not having boundaries and people pleasing that's fawning that is the fourth stress response fight flight freeze fawn wow okay yeah so that is a safety strategy so yeah. all of this comes back to some level of trauma some limiting belief well a belief that becomes limiting over time um so you would think that i if i as a child i needed to run the safety strategy i'm not worthy or I'm not good enough in order to, to make me the good girl right to push me to strive better at school so I get the attention from mum and dad that I'm craving but you think then over time like you that you'd realize oh I don't need that anymore you know I don't need to be doing that good girl thing but actually what happens is it gets more ingrained it gets deeper yeah. and deeper and deeper and so I bet you anyone that has suffered from, you know, big burnouts like yourself and people that you talk to will be running some very core beliefs that are driving the driving the the pressure to be a certain person or to behave in a certain way or to achieve a certain thing. So this um success drive or um something there'll be something there. there'll be a belief there a core belief there that is driving what has led to the burnout as the the body 
gives gives out basically body's like enough's enough I I need a break um so yeah once you heal from that you really need to go in and ask yourself what got me to that place what is the belief that has that I have been running over and over that has brought me to this place like I love being the detective I I when I work with clients I'm literally I'm listening for clues they're talking about stuff and I'm probing and probing and when did you first feel like that and why and I keep going and we'll 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 hit on it we will find the trauma we will find the belief that caused it and people can do that themselves but obviously it's nicer to be to be driven and to be contained and held in in that journey um but there will be a belief there will be something there that just needs to be reprogrammed okay so think of your belief system as the ones and zeros in the back end of a hard drive of a computer okay okay you've got this safety strategy that is a program in your subconscious now the subconscious which is kind of annoying but also it's obviously it's needed runs your brain power at 95 percent of the show right so your subconscious drives 95 percent of the show which means cognitively me five percent wanting to change my belief for i'm not good enough into i am good enough or i am enough is not going to cut it it has to be done in the subconscious the the changing the rewriting the reprogramming has to be done in the back end and that's where i suppose you can seek support and help and with because it's so hard <laughs> on your own to without knowing the tools to reprogram your subconscious absolutely and as, as you say like it it's so um important to to talk to someone who can like hold that space for you because as much as you can you know journal read you know kind of educate yourself I I do believe it can only take you so far Mm. um what I love about your work and tapping is that the fact that you can have that space to talk and explore but with the tapping it's physically telling you you're safe and it's yeah like that to me is like that double power whammy because exactly I know and only through burnout I've realized this that there are certain situations that my body just physically takes over I actually now it happens very quickly and I'm like wow I didn't even think it was that bad and I'm looking at my body and I'm like wow you know it's really interesting but I I think we're tapping if you can do that but to work with someone like yourself it's it's having that what you're just covering all your bases and yeah I mean the tapping in itself is amazing because it's a everyday self-help tool you can do to manage your own emotions remember emotions are just energy in motion we're meant to experience them and we're meant to let them go energy in motion yes okay that's what it is and you mentioned earlier how heavy it feels right so there's a frequency to energy so love you can imagine love is a light sparkly floaty feather and the opposite end of that is fear and that's a dense heavier emotion literally it is a frequency we are all energy and if i think if we understand how energy works it helps 
explain so much. So having years and years and years of denser energies in your life, that's what you're referring to earlier, how it just gets so heavy mm-hmm. and it, it's hard to, to let go and your body kind of gives up a little bit. It's just, you know, yes. needs, a, needs a break. Yeah. yeah. So the tapping, what tapping actually does is it lets go of these energies. You choose, you actively choose to let it go. So you're consciously saying, I choose to let go while sending a signal to your brain that tells it I'm safe. The double whammy there. So the, the amygdala in the brain is is receiving this message. I think of it like a light switch. You're just, the tapping is you're flicking a light switch in the body, which turns off the cortisol and the adrenaline. So instantly you're getting a reduction in the stress response hormones, which is going to make you feel better. It's going to help you breathe better. It's going to help you feel more grounded, bringing your awareness back into your body, not kind of all over the place and up in your head. You're going to, you know, every day you can release what comes up every day. You can do this by yourself. You can follow a YouTube video. You can watch something of mine, someone else's. You could do a workshop. You could read a book. Okay. So you can teach yourself any moment at any time how to let go. And it is the, do you know what? It's the biggest gift you could give your children or your family members. We should be doing this. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I have to do this with my boys. I have to, like, I have to, (laughs) like, either build this into our morning breakfast routine or evening routine. But yeah. It'd be amazing if they did this at schools. Yeah, I know. And there are schools doing it, just just oh. not enough and nowhere near, nowhere near. But, you know, one step at a time. Yeah. We'll get there, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I really want to take the, 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 the knowledge, the understanding of how our beliefs are created. I want to take that to secondary schools because especially for girls in secondary school, I went to an all-girl Catholic school in Ireland and Jesus, yeah. like, <laughs> the understanding of how our mind actually works was, was so far removed from you know anything I would have ever learned in school and I'm only learning now and I'm about to hit 40 so um yeah that's that's another plan I really really want to get young people to understand because that's the point in time you could make incredible shift in your trajectory from that whatever you've come from prior to be able to pivot and and walk a different path and that power is within every single one of us at any moment it's huge because as a mum and I I say this often probably regular listeners are like we should go again but I'm a big believer like little eyes are watching you like you know it's Mm. why it's so important to look after yourself because you're this model and and I'm just thinking you know we kind of certainly my own burnout and when I've spoken to other people like the the things you rely on alcohol like caffeine sugar they they're just kind of your go-tos when you're in the middle of it but can you imagine if you had a practice that you kind of rewire that and actually oh I'm feeling it okay I'm gonna spend five minutes yeah it's so simple totally and but completely you're going to get two very different outcomes oh 100 percent. i mean i had somebody message me um with a testimonial but she didn't want me to use it publicly uh like because it is her better her husband and i don't know his name or anything so i won't be sharing anything um too much here but uh 
he has had panic attacks since he was 12 or 13. And when these panic... He is now into his probably 40s. Um, they have two children. And every time she, he has a panic attack, which is kind of biannually, um, she has to completely take over the parenting. She has to look after him and the children. And it becomes a very big, um, debilitating, you know, weak, interrupting kind of event. Um, and she said recently they had... He started to feel like this panic attack coming on and she's like well why don't we try tapping because she's obviously been following me for a while did a little bit herself I think and got him to tap on one of my videos on YouTube now probably wasn't even it probably wasn't even related to panic attacks okay so it was just kind of a overwhelm or letting go or something and she said for the first time ever he didn't have the panic attack and I like I couldn't believe it you know amazing amazing experience uh, and feedback from him that he for the first time felt he could control the panic attacks he's been suffering from for decades like incredible because the thing is with a panic attack a lot of people I've chatted to and I've experienced a little myself is that there's nothing more terrifying than that feel of oh my God, I'm going to have a panic attack. Like the anxiety builds up over the yeah. anxiety. It's yeah. like, oh my God, it's coming. Is it coming? Can I stop it? Can I? And that in turn creates this huge melting pot of anxiety. Yes. Because if you can yeah. just interrupt yourself. So the minute you even start to feel the little, you'll, you know when that's coming, right? Everyone knows when they get yeah. that. That gets starts either in the stomach and bills yeah. or they feel it in their body. And this is like, this is where triggers come in. We can be triggered all the time into this kind of, this space, this energy. Um, so if we know what our triggers are, isn't it be great to then either avoid them or tap on the knowledge of those triggers or when those triggers happen, be straight in with some tapping. So before it even becomes something in your body. Um, the collarbone points in particular, if anyone wants to Google the K27 point, I think that's the acupuncture point or the acupressure point for it. Um, that is the anxiety fear based point that links directly to the kidneys where you are producing the cortisol and the adrenaline. So in if anyone, if, if you could take one thing from this today, if you ever feel anxious, um, so that's including nervous, fear, um, even overwhelm you could just take some few deep breaths tapping on both sides of this um so it's under the collarbone the fleshy part not too um anywhere actually across the top yeah anywhere across here um and take some deep breaths and in your mind or out loud just say i am safe okay i'm safe and i choose to feel safe we forget that we have a lot of power in our choice. Mm. I choose to let go. I choose to feel safe. And that will start to bring that down really quickly. My goodness. Yeah, you're right. Just the fact that you can say, I choose to feel mm. safe as yeah. well. That's a huge thing because you're yeah. because we kind of just react and we're dealing with our reactions. If you can take that step back and the breath you kind of can go, oh, I, I actually have some choice over I, Exactly, exactly. So those and are, I think, yeah. sorry, I was going to say, I think too that an element that we haven't discussed yet that is also, I feel, is important is um, our soul, the soul connection. And when we have trauma, we disconnect. So it's, mo- you know, when you would see a child say, oh, she's away with the fairies or, you know, she's totally 
you know, up in the clouds, completely like cuckoo land. It's because a lot of her her soul has is is just struggling in the environment that that the that the child is in mm-hmm. or the person's in. So it could be just something where. Um, so the the example of like my experience, I mean, I completely probably just disconnected because the pain was so much um, to hold in my body. I didn't want to feel it. So there was times where I felt like I was, you know, float, you know, outer body experience type thing yes. where you're, I mean, your soul is never fully disconnected. It's just, it just jumps out of the body a little bit. So imagine it's kind of tethered with a cord. It's still there. It's just floating like a balloon above you a little bit. So when your soul and your you know your your gut your gut instinct your connection to your true self you feel grounded you feel safe you feel secure in your confidence of who you are when when we experience trauma we can that part of ourselves just jump ship uh, because it's just it's just much easier to to not be in the body um and when that happens what takes over the mind the mind so this is when we get into the mind running the show because it's gone into safety overdrive because the spirit isn't control anymore the soul's not in control anymore so the mind has to step up and take over and that's where you go into your anxiety spirals your negative beliefs become stronger louder your inner voice becomes more annoying more critical um it's because you've disconnected from your your soul, your spirit. So there's also work to do to reconnect to your true self. Because as we experience trauma, we become further removed from who we really are. Yeah. Right? Who we really are isn't the belief that I'm not safe. That's not who we were came into this world as, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So all the experiences, all the um, limiting beliefs all the yeah the negative events in our lives just take us a further a little step further away from who who are we and that's why we get to a place of burnout in our 30s 40s 50s because we're like oh my god who am I now yes I've had my children they're now at school or they're on their way or um your postpartum year a couple of years that you feel is finished it's like well what now who am I? I've given so much of my life to my family or extended family or whatever. And and perhaps you've also lost a lot of your childhood not being connected to who you really are. So you, you hit 30s and 40s, 50s and you're like, I don't even know what I like anymore. I don't, yes. I don't like this taste of food anymore. I don't like this drink anymore. And, you know, all of a sudden you're just like, who am I? Yes. I was talking to a friend just on Sunday, actually, and she's had a rough, good five years, but certainly the last couple of years have been incredibly intense. And um, and she just said, she sat at my table and just said, you know what? I don't even know what I like anymore. I, I, I can't even say what makes me happy. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. What would you recommend? Wait, what do you say to clients when they're kind of sat in that seat of, i I lost complete orientation with myself like yeah I mean it's there's I suppose a lot yeah it is tricky but there's there's lots of things that can be done so 
going inside, going within, grounding, breathing, tapping, journaling, meditating, um, grounding practices like standing with your feet on the earth, um, sea swimming, like shifting energy, releasing, healing, letting go. I mean, all of those things will get you to a place where you will know yourself again but it's not it's not a quick fix it's not an immediate thing and you might need help along that path but you might need an energy healer to help you connect and call I do a lot of people do it as well it's like I call all lost fragments lost soul fragments home I call all parts of myself home that have disconnected you literally call yourself back into your body because if you've been floating away or often with trauma we will you know like shattered glass it's like we leave a little sliver of glass in our different experiences you know a little piece of our heart is kind of held in these trauma traumatic events and you can you can imagine and picture them coming back into your body um I suppose it's a bit like spiritual embodiment you're you want to reconnect with your true self again. Your true self is your soul, your spirit, um, and bring that energy back into your physical body. So there's heaps of practices that can help with that, like even yoga, uh, somatic movements, uh, trauma release exercises. It's where you do shaking to release trauma. Um, you might you might enjoy that. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, tapping can help you feel grounded mindful releasing shifting and then you need to also look at your belief system you need to look at like what am I, what do I truly believe about myself I'm listening to this and none of this is too difficult Sarah because I'm thinking it just goes to show how it's innate within us like when you just talk about the shaking how many mm. of us kind of have a rough day and go oh or you or you've been in contact with someone and you're like oh my gosh that was a very shake it off yeah, yeah you shake it off mm-hmm. and and also how you protect yourself by just removing your mind and you kind of go off with the fairies and you mm-hmm. like all of these things actually come quite natural to yeah. it so totally. it just to show if you're feeling really lost that bringing those back it, it's not a it's not a you know an unrealistic thing to do it, it it's you can do it and absolutely it, it, and we are yeah we are naturally made to self-heal oh right I love that every day our cells regenerate oh. we have proof in the physical change of ourselves every day we heal so we don't need anyone outside of us to fix us yeah we have got everything we need inside of us we just need to know where to look we might need some tools to help us to reconnect and maybe a guide or like a like me or somebody else you know that would you know give you the more knowledge like knowledge about how your mind works knowledge about how energy works that is really impactful yes all of this is absolutely possible because you know when just we've both been there where you just you can't even see out of the dark not alone thinking you'll ever leave this space yeah but if you're listening to this like it is absolutely possible 
there is, there is light and more than light at the end of the tunnel and it is it is a another sounds possibly flippant but I believe that it's a gift hitting hitting rock bottom is a gift it's a gift for you to really know yourself to to connect with yourself to see how strong you are how resilient you are how loved you are um powerful powerful Mm. enough to heal powerful enough to inspire others like if you'd said to me seven years ago that this would happen and I would be talking to you now about this I would have been like you're having a laugh no way no way it would have scared the crap out of me (laughs) to be fair as well um I would have said this I can't do it I I would have said I can't do it and what this whole journey just keeps teaching me and not just about me but how how incredibly powerful everyone is and also that the kids that are coming into the world in this last decade or, or so are just they're not experiencing I don't think they're going to experience the same kind of things we are I mean we're we're purging for the generations above us this is the ancestral stuff now <laughs> yes and I'd love you if you have time I'd love you to touch on that because it's interesting when you speak about earlier on we were chatting about how people respond to stress and I think a lot of people listen to this can see older generations in their family and mm. their you know their kind of their circles and would maybe kind of go oh and you can have that compassion but I would love you to talk more about this because this is fascinating <laughs> yeah it is um it's something that nearly comes up with every client and I just I just find it I find it so fascinating too so um we, we experienced we explained trauma we talked about trauma and we talked about our belief system and how we also um carry dense energy when we have an experience that's negatively impacting us we will we will have an emotion about that a negative emotion so now our generation is actively talking about our emotions right we are seeking out support to help us release our emotions we're writing um breathing tapping yoga we're doing all the stuff go back our parents generation what were they doing to help them release their emotions now go back another generation and another one again right so ancestral trauma is unresolved unhealed unexpressed trauma within the family line that gets passed genetically and energetically down from one generation to the next and this has been proven with the holocaust survivors there's a um amazing researcher in new york called rachel yuda um she has been researching the i think two generations of particular genetic markers in in the dna structure of these families and there's been the when we have trauma it doesn't only affect our our, our energetic body or our mental body but affects our physical body as well and it can change our dna structure and that's what gets passed down the generations as well um so where this has come up in a lot of my clients is where there is um tragedy in the family so de- premature death of a family member 
or baby loss um, or very, very big families. So I've worked with a lot of Irish people who have had their grandparents come from eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 children, families. And the biggest cause of this level of trauma, as I said earlier, is the separation from mum. It's not getting what you need from mum in particular. Unfortunately, mothers have a bit more responsibility here. <laughs> Dads get away with more. Um, when we don't get the love that we need from our mother, we create these beliefs. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm unlovable and so on. Right. And it's those that then shape the behavior of, say, your parent or your grandparent. Right. So say, for example, two, three generations ago, they had 12 children. Who who was getting the love they need in that family? The love and the attention that they need. Right. So this is just physically impossible. Then each of those 12 family members has had a very neglected childhood because they are not receiving the energy that they want, that they need six seven eight of them go on to rely on alcohol or drugs Mm -hmm. to fill them up then they have children and they're passing that um genetic disposition for for connection to maybe addiction or alcohol drugs etc the belief i'm not good enough i'm not lovable um etc that all gets passed down so you you when you're born and you know i've I'm guilty of repeating this, but you're not born with a blank sheet of paper, unfortunately. You're born with the country's trauma that you're born into, mm. right? The ancestral, the history of the country, in particular war-torn countries. Um, in Ireland, it was the famine. That was what came up for a client. She connected to sadness and she could see an ancestor all in grey and she just said it's the famine she knew instantly no. she literally saw in her mind and connected with an ancestor from the famine that she had been holding this sadness down the line and down the line I mean the family lines Yeah. Um, so we can have this um, countrywide trauma then we have our families individual trauma the trauma from mum's line the trauma from dad's line mm-hmm. um we can have birth trauma of our mum or of ourselves or that if that birth trauma has been passed down the line um huge amount and this could this can manifest in various ways um and primarily this really impacts our health they did a study i'm not going to get this right but i'll try and remember it they did a study where um they looked at the health of um people in their midlife uh of those who had very positive relationships with with their parents okay so and and those that had very negative relationships with their parents okay the ones with um negative relationships with their mothers i think were four times more likely to have some form of very serious illness like cancer or a heart disease or something wow so the relationship with our mother which will be annoying and difficult for a lot to hear, um, is actually the, one of the most important relationships we can have in our lives because it 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 sets us up to have and create our own relationship with ourselves. If we don't get what we need from our mom, we're going 
we're not going to have that strong sense of self, are we? We're not going to have a strong, confident mm-hmm. self-belief. Yeah. So when you, that's why this work is, is so deep because it doesn't just start with us. And actually the book that I would recommend for this, if anyone's interested, is uh, It Didn't Start With Us by Mark Wallen, W-O-Y-L-N. And I am doing an ancestral trauma workshop uh, mid-September but yes. it probably won't be um this won't be out in time but anyway um so this is something I am passionate about educating people on because I think when you take when someone says to you but this this isn't yours it didn't start with you you're not to blame then you can just go oh it's like a weight taken off your shoulders oh huge huge this isn't this isn't yours. You don't have to carry it anymore. You don't have to be responsible for your mum's happiness. You are not responsible for your mum or your dad's happiness. In fact, you are not responsible for anyone's happiness other than your own. And that includes your children. You are responsible for teaching them, for educating them, for clothing them, feeding them, for loving them, and, and for teaching them how to find happiness in their life experiences but you're not responsible for making them happy yeah and we shouldn't feel responsible for our parents anymore either so i I do that a lot with people is we hand back responsibility to mom and dad it's very powerful it's so i mean this whole work it's just so transformative i mean you know it really helps you not only realign with yourself and your wants but can just my good I actually I'm just sat here and I can feel my shoulders are that there's a different energy in them because I'm just saying can you imagine a life where you've done this work and how that feels and I've had like neck issues this week and I've just all of a sudden gone oh that's lighter isn't it (laughs) (laughs) it's incredible work it really is Sarah it is and when you do it for yourself you're healing both ways on the ancestral line so you're going back up the line you're letting go for your mom for her mom and dad and beyond and you're also healing energetically for your children oh or your children to come in the future it doesn't matter if they're here or not already think about energy take time as we know it out of the out of the question imagine you're just all together in a time in a capsule and as i do the work there's a ripple effect in both directions as I release back up my family line is released and back down my family lines for generations is released that's why this is the generation we are the generation doing this hard work which is why I feel the generations to come won't have to do as much releasing as this if we can get more people to let go then less shit will be passed down yes yes and releasing is hard it's yeah. it's you know it's not uh, just but it does it's not as hard as you think it is okay it's not because it's a choice and with tapping you just say i choose to let go now i yeah. choose to let go as you tap through the points i choose to let go of this emotion and it lets go like we think we we, we just hold we hold too tightly but yeah. again we hold I have the choice to hold and I have the choice to let go. 
Oh my goodness, Sarah, just that in itself. We don't have to carry anything. I don't carry grief. I don't. And, you know, would I change what we went through? No. Of course. Um, And I'm very connected to Alice spiritually. I believe that she's my guide and I work, she works with me. And um, I've chosen to not hold grief as an energy because I don't want to be weighed down by it when I don't have to be. Yeah. But that was a choice I made. And I know some people like to hold that energy because they think it maybe connects them to that person. But I found another way to connect. I don't need the grief to connect positively with my daughter's energy. Yeah. And so I've chosen not to. It's amazing. That's amazing. I hope that gives people some hope. <laughs> it absolutely does. And and this is, you know, oh my gosh, I can't believe we've had this session. Like I knew I wanted to talk to you and I knew you would be able to really give, you know, people listening like some wisdom, but oh my gosh, this has been an incredible chat because... Wow. It's, well, it's just transformed you on so many layers. And as I said, like burnout, yes, there's that burnout, but oh my gosh, there's so much more beneath it. And let's really start to, I was chatting to Deb Edwards and she was saying burnout needs a rebrand. And I was like, oh, she's so right. <laughs> she's so right because it's yeah. so much more there than just I'm burnt out and I need to, you know. Yeah. It's, it's not that it's a symptom yeah yeah it's an absolute like last resort from your yeah. body that's screaming at you yes to listen yeah. Yeah. and to heal to heal like what we're talking about here is deep cellular healing yes right when you can let go of something your cells transform well like i didn't explain this but your cells either rest regenerate and recover you know expel toxins grow change morph adapt right so they're doing that or they're in fight flight freeze so the more time you're in stress mode overwhelm anxiety fight flight freeze cortisol adrenaline pumping the less actually no regeneration of the cells is happening no natural healing is happening so really our goal every day should be to reduce our cortisol and adrenaline as much as possible because long term the cortisol and adrenaline lead to all sorts of nasty long-term illness or really bad outcomes for us Um, and when we can switch that off and our cells kick back in the toxins start to be released that's why we need to drink lots of water after you do tapping or meditating or other things where you're kind of uh, letting go is because your cells would then be like oh thank god if you let that go I can get back into working properly again so if we can get our cells working properly our physical health our everyday day-to-day energy will improve oh my goodness okay so well, that's that should be a good incentive for people exactly exactly <laughs> you don't need a, you don't need to hit rock bottom to figure this out we've done that for them right so oh, if anyone's exactly. listening who's on a slippery slope, slope yes you don't have to stop no. right now in your tracks choose yes choose 
to not go to rock bottom because you don't need to. Yes. Right now, today, in this moment, you can make a choice to start walking another path. And yes. on that path will be a road to reconnecting with who you are, rediscovering, grounding, yeah. uh, experiencing more joy, releasing, healing, yes. Yes. loving, loving yourself, that self-compassion. Um all of that is possible right now. That is that path is waiting for you to step on it. Oh, what a lovely visual. Oh, what a lovely way to end. My goodness. So this has been incredible. <laughs> I knew it'd be good, but like, oh my goodness. It's been fantastic. It really has. Now you do one-to-one work with people. Yes. Um, but could you explain a little bit about your membership? I'll put all the links in the show notes. Oh, thank you. I'd love you to chat about your membership so people can get more of an idea of, of yeah, what sure. Your... I mean, yeah. it's called tapping into motherhood, which I suppose is a play on you know what I do is tapping um but it's really about the motherhood journey and so there's some people in there who are are still waiting to get on the motherhood journey and they are actively trying and using some of the tools and techniques within there um and then there's people um who have been mums for a long bit period of time you know so they have older children younger children so there's a, there's a right mix you know single mums mums in partnerships you know it's, it's it's a mix of everything um and right now um they're primarily uk and ireland but i'd love to be expanding that um internationally absolutely yes. um it is a library so i we use the kajabi um platform which is just a, a function you know they it has an app and it has a desktop version which is just a library a library of 50 plus tapping videos audios meditations uh workshops so there's ancestor workshops in there there's um oh gosh there's like even more i you know sometimes i connect to goddess energy so we've got mary magdalene workshop in there there was a lionsgate portal so this i sometimes bring in the astrological events into into things um and i've also got a four-week um lim- uh, mindset and manifestation course because as i talked about earlier how, how we think creates everything in our life and mm. when you when you want to actively create something, when you want to manifest something, you really need to start by looking at what beliefs you're running, you know, because that is, you are what you think, basically. Yes. You know, play on you are what you eat. You are what you think. Yeah. Um, so if you want to create certain things in your life, then you have to think a certain way, i.e. positively, <laughs> primarily positively. And you need to project that out to the world as often as you can. So there's a course for that because I think that's, so fundamental to the trajectory of your life how you think just shapes everything as we've discussed um and then every month we meet and then we do a live and sometimes that's a closed member group and sometimes it's it's open to other people like the ancestral trauma workshop Um, and every few months we do a closed member tapping circle and sharing uh where people will tell me how they're feeling and we'll just tap uh, as a group we'll tap on all the things that are coming up for people and last month it was about overwhelm anxiety and um uh the anxiety of like of the world coming things coming back to normal or kind of returning to semi-normal and yeah. people going back into the workspace and 
or not and 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 the the feelings that were coming up about that so yeah it's a lovely space really welcoming and I'm just very honored to I suppose that people are trusting me to help them on the path yeah oh my goodness amazing well I will put all the details in the show notes um and I really encourage anyone listening to go and find you on Instagram and really follow the thread and look more into your work because I think you're just an incredible person so when I look at your Instagram like you're just this light and it's just oh it's just so lovely to see that positivity on um Instagram you know it's just that genuine lovely light and uh and yes it's been fantastic I loved your post about um, Alice and the butterflies. I had to light a little candle here today for Alice. I know, yeah, thank oh, you. She's gonna be with us. It's gonna be oh, <laughs> I love it. But oh, uh, she she absolutely guides everything I do. So I'm very motivated to help others because uh I I have experienced an, another path and I just want others to be able to see that they don't have to stay in the depths of grief or pain yeah. or trauma uh, any longer. Yes. Yeah, we really shouldn't be doing it. No. Oh my gosh, Sarah, thank you so Thanks for having me. So much for your time today. <laughs> this has been incredible and oh. it's gonna be so helpful in so many ways. And we both know that people live it's gonna help so many people that we'll never know about. You know, people yeah, who yeah. we'll never know, but they are gonna be so inspired by what you've said today and they're gonna go on their journey. And it's just yeah, that sends goosebumps up my arms. You know, and you're like, <laughs> oh, lovely fantastic i love it thank you so much oh thank you sarah and you take care and thank you so much thank you so much for listening to this episode of everyday burnout conversations please check the show notes for any links to items discussed today and the original music and sound editing is by chris taylor if you've enjoyed this podcast and have a spare few minutes then it would be absolutely amazing if you could leave me a happy starry rating and review it really does help this podcast reach a little further and i just love it to land in the lap of those who like me last year are perhaps feeling isolated and lonely in their burnout struggle please note this podcast is not intended as medical advice remember you matter so don't hesitate to reach out to your doctor or mental health professional for support if you're having a rough time wishing you a great week and take good care of yourself bye for now